our culture is not one of generosity. Therefore, being a generous people, that is our desire, and it goes against the flow of the culture in which we live in. Maybe you're here this morning and thinking, I love generous people. I don't understand how they can be so generous. I don't understand how they can be like that, but I want to be like that. I want to be more generous as a person in my time, in my money, in my opinion of others. But where do I start? If you're like that, you're in a good boat this morning because that's where we're going. That's where I feel like most of the time. I see this generosity in other people and I go, I want to be like that. That seems a real stretch to where I'm at right now. I want to be more generous in all that I am, in my money, in my time, in my gifts, in who I am as a person. I would encourage us this morning that we need to start, though, with the generosity of God. John 3:16, probably the most famous verse in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Ephesians 1, verse 3, Paul writes, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Right at the beginning, when God made creation, it says in Genesis 1, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And so it was. God saw saw all that he had made, and it was very good. God is a generous God. He does not owe us anything. We who lie, who steal, who think badly of creation and his people, who choose to live for ourselves and please ourselves rather than him, what's his response? It's to offer us mercy, forgiveness, love. Kindness, grace, compassion, transformation, a new beginning, strength, hope, and all in abundance. Hallelujah. Amen. If you have a picture of God being a stingy God who never gives away anything, wanting to judge us and desiring to judge the world with wrath and anger and punish with glee, you've not got a biblical picture of God. God loves to give. He delights in giving us his son, Jesus, to take the punishment for our wrongdoings, that we can know freedom. He delights in giving us his spirit to come and comfort, strengthen and empower, not to harm us, but to build us up. Friends, there are some of us still here who are cautious about the Holy Spirit. I'm not quite sure how close I want to get to the Holy Spirit. God has lavished his spirit on us that we might be made more like Christ, be transformed and live for Jesus in every way, not to harm us, but to do us good. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians 5.19, 
do not quench the Spirit. God has given us His Spirit Himself to bless us, to care for us, and to help us. Our God is a generous God who loves to provide for all we need. It may not be what we want or expect, but He provides for everything that we need in just the right time. And so it begs the question... If God is generous and good and willing to bless us and provide all we need, do we receive all that God has for us? I feel like God has been taking me on a bit of a journey over these last number of years in learning to receive. You might think that's a bit strange, a journey in learning to receive. But we can be really bad at receiving, not just from others, but from God himself. The enemy wants to stop us Believing and receiving all that God has for us. He wants, us to tie, he wants to tie us down to make us ineffective. I've been in uh, an incredible couple of situations uh, over the last few years where people have given me and us as a couple outrageous gifts through acts of service and, acts of, and gifts of time and their skill. But we've also had an amazing uh, positions where we've been given gifts financially towards flights and cars and meals and many other things, and left only just to say, thank you. (laughs) And a desire to use what we've been given for good. One uh, one amazing moment was a few years ago, uh, as we, Juliana and I were getting ready to get married, we had big bills, uh, getting ready to pay for visas, they're expensive things, and uh, a friend came along who was just in the process of buying a house, and he said, I want to give you a gift which covered the large majority of the cost of the visa. It was outrageous. It was absolutely outrageous. He was in the process of needing every penny he could get to put towards his house. And yet he wanted to give away. He felt God speak and he wanted to give away. The temptation, though, if I'm honest, is to think like this. I don't need other people's money. I can look after myself. I can provide for my family myself. The other temptation is to think like this. I'll take everything I can get. I'll take it all. I'll take it all. And, like, and there's no gratefulness there. As we start to build self-dependent thinking that the money we earn and save is all ours and forgetting that everything we have is because God has given it to us in the first place, that the gifts we have, the talents we have, those that we've developed ourselves, forgetting they come from the gift giver in the first place. Every talent comes from the gift giver. Everything we own comes because the gift giver gives it to us. I start to think that I don't need anyone's help to complete this project or to lead this ministry, that I can do it myself. We can become so fixed on what we can do, that we don't allow others to use their gifts as well, their time, their resources to build something together. But learning to receive when others give out of their generosity is a great place to be in. Why? Because we're made for community, made to rely on each other, to be encouraged by each other, made to be teamed together. But also because through rejecting a gift from someone else, we're rejecting their obedience to be generous to do what God is calling them to do. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. 
Jesus wants to give and give and give of himself that we might have life in him. He wants us to know his gift of joy, his gift of peace, his gift of friendship, gift of salvation and adoption into God's family. I feel like God would want to stop some of us this morning and say, stop trying to do everything in our own strength and receive my strength and my peace. That promotion that you long for, rest in me. Come and receive my peace. That unsolvable issue in your family, rest in me. Come and receive my peace. That inability to pay the bills, rest in me. Come and receive my peace. More than anything else, we need more of God, more of his presence in our lives. Not more money, not a better house, but him, his peace, his presence. It's been amazing to receive over the years different financial gifts, but there are many other stories where I've perhaps been asking God for money, asking for his provision in different ways, and he's not given me at, at that time. Instead, he's given me his peace. Gone, that's what you need. You don't actually need that money. You don't actually need that thing that you're asking for. You need my peace. You need to know me. Jesus said in Matthew 6, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single life, single hour to your life? Friends, there is an invitation right at the start of our gift week this morning to first not come and give, but receive. Receive the love of the Father afresh, who knows your needs. Receive the grace of God that covers all our shame, all our filth, our pain, and our sin. Receive the peace of God that transcends all understanding. That everything that the world will tell you to worry about doesn't have to be that way through our loving God. You can know real, deep, lasting peace. Receive the joy of the Lord that delves deep into a hurting soul, that satisfies the one who is dry and stale. Receive from the Lord. He loves to give. It's as we learn to receive from God and recognize all that he's given us that we can then begin to give away ourselves. You might be thinking, aha, now he's going to get to the money. (laughs) Partly, but I'm talking about everything. All that we are. Jesus isn't after just our money. He's after all of us, every part of us, everything we have, everything that we are every part of our lives and our character. Why? Because he gave it to us in the first place. He's entrusted it to us in the first place to use for his glory. I love the story of Zacchaeus in the book of Luke in chapter 19. This man has been taxing his people more than he should have, taking from them for his personal gain. And Jesus could, in a moment, tell him to give all his money away. Just give it away. Zacchaeus, what have you been doing? Give it away. But Jesus isn't like that. What does he do? First, he calls him by name. 
Zacchaeus, I see you. He sees him up in the tree. Zacchaeus didn't know him. He'd heard about him. Jesus calls him by name, Zacchaeus. I'm not ashamed of you. In fact, I want to come to your house to be your friend. I want to know you. I'm not just about your money. I'm about your home and, more importantly, your heart. In those moments Jesus spends with Zacchaeus, something clearly changes. He comes out different. He's been face-to-face with love himself. This man who had spent his life taking, probably didn't get much, given much by others. He sits with Jesus, his maker, and receives. Receives love. Receives grace. Receives mercy. He receives acceptance. He receives a satisfied soul. And his response, well, it's beautiful, is to give it all away. He gives away grace. He gives away kindness. He gives away care. He gives away his money. But not just the bare minimum. He gives away generously. All that he has isn't his anymore. It belongs to his Lord. belongs to Jesus Christ. What has God given you? What has God given me? Firstly, grace upon grace upon grace. We can show it to others because he's given it to us. As we allow the grace of God to come and pierce right through to our hearts, to change everything that we are, it then moves out of us into the lives of those around us. He's given us talents and skills. Use them to bless others, to show care and kindness to others. God's given it to us to use to give it away. He's given us money. We've been given it to give away, to extend the kingdom of God. It's a tool and not a status. Maybe he's given you a home that you can welcome others, use it for the blessing of others. It's a gift from God to use, to use it for him. There's so many other things that I could mention that we might each have been given by God, whether rich or poor. Grace, forgiveness, mercy, kindness, love, peace, joy, faith, courage. Use them to bless others. If you've got a Bible, do you want to turn to Luke chapter 19? I'm just going to read this story of Zacchaeus. Luke chapter 19 and verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. 
God has given us many different things, individual things, but also corporate things. Literal talents and skills, money and resources, character and personality, and his Holy Spirit. The decision we have is to make the decision we have to make is to use them and show God what we've done with them, what he's given us, that we want to hear the cry, well done, good and faithful servant. The danger is like in the parable of the talents that we can hide them, that we can be unfaithful and unfaith-filled. Friends, God is with us. He comes near in Jesus and he sent his Holy Spirit to dwell with us and in us. He's wanting to use us, wanting to equip us to bless Others, He's wanting us to first stop and receive, that we might then give away out of a changed heart, a grace-filled heart, and a thankful heart. This isn't just about money. This is about everything that we are. God wants to use everything you have, everything I have, every hidden skill and talent, every hidden characteristic that no one else knows about. God wants to use it to bless and encourage others. You can read story after story where Jesus encounters people and it's a moment first of receiving. It's a moment first of receiving grace, of receiving acceptance, of receiving his love. And then it's a changed heart. Something's changed. It's about, I want to go tell others. I want to go, all that I've experienced, I want to go share with others. That's what God wants, I believe, to do with us this morning. Receive afresh from God. His grace, His Spirit, just ask. God's calling our names this morning, showing acceptance and love and friendship. Receive all that He has for you. And then, as we receive the generosity of God, let our hearts be changed, that we in turn would be generous. Generous of all that we are, giving away all that God's given us, not hiding it away out of fear. What do you need this morning? What have you come with? What burdens have you come with this morning? What battles, as Helen shared earlier, are you facing this morning? What do you need from God? Why don't just where you are, maybe you just want to lift your hands as a way of saying, Lord, I receive what you have for me this morning. And just mention it to God. You might want to speak it out loud. You might want to just pray it in your mind. But just bring it before the Lord. Lord, we thank you that you are a generous God. It's who you are. Lord, you love to give. You give and you give and you give some more. Thank you for giving us your son, Jesus. Thank you that he is all that we need, that our salvation is secure in him, that he offers us friendship, love, acceptance, grace, mercy, forgiveness. He offers us purpose. And then, Lord, you you give us your Holy Spirit to come and fill us, Come and empower us to give us strength, to help us to live for you. Lord, you are a generous God. Thank you that you provide for us, Lord, in our every need. Not always what we expect or what we want, Lord God, but exactly what we need. And Lord, we want to give it back to you in praise and just say thank you. Thank you you're a generous God. Thank you you're a faithful God. Lord, we pray, come and fill us, Lord God. Come and fill us with your spirit afresh this morning. Come and change our hearts this morning, Lord God that we would be the people that you've called us to be in every way, Lord God. Thank you for these stories over these last few weeks, Lord, of all that you've been doing amongst us. We say thank you, Lord. Would you do even more?
Would you do even more, Lord God? We commit this coming gift week to you, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that it wouldn't be just a thing of money. But, Lord, I pray that we would be generous, generous with our time, generous with our hearts, Lord, generous with our thoughts about others, generous in our actions. Lord, I pray that let this be a week, Lord, of generosity. Lord, change our hearts, change our culture, Lord God. Thank you for what you've already been doing. And we say, Lord, change us even more, Lord God. We want to be like you. We want to be generous like you. That we would give and give and give away out of all that you've given us. And I pray that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 We are, in a moment, we're going to watch a video. And uh, Andrew, unfortunately, is still not well. Um, So please continue to pray for him. Um, But he was well enough to pop in and uh, do a video for us this week. So at least we'll get to see his lovely face. Um, So we're going to watch this video. And then I'll give some steps of how we're going to take up uh, and enjoy uh, giving to our gift week in a few moments. But let's watch the video. Hi. Thanks for watching this video. As we're approaching our next gift week, starting this Sunday, the 13th of October, and running through uh, into including uh, Sunday, the 20th of October, I thought it would be a great thing to just pause and reflect on the last few years. Well, the incredible news is that over the last three years, we have reduced our mortgage on Alton Maltings from over £900,000 to under £550,000. And that is absolutely amazing. It is an incredible sign of uh, your generosity, our generosity as a church, that we've been able to do this. And the reality of that is that it's been achieved by lots of people giving generously, both on a regular basis, but also through one-off gifts. Our regular giving now into the building fund has increased to over £6,000 a month, which means that the gap between our mortgage payments and our income into the building fund has got much, much smaller. It's down to a few hundred pounds a month now which is great news because it means that when we have a gift week like this, we can now allocate virtually 100%, if not 100%, of what is given for mortgage reduction straight to that, as we no longer need to have a buffer for uh, covering uh, that shortfall. And that is wonderful news. Thank you. At the same time, though, it also means we have made great progress in the refurbishment of the building. This is one of our rooms downstairs, one of the four rooms we have now completely refurbished with new LED lighting, which also saves us energy and therefore reduces our bill with redecorated uh, surfaces and brand new carpets. And our clients are already appreciating the difference. Bookings for the use of the building are up which in turn helps us as it increases turnover and therefore profit from the building back to help pay for its running costs. But not only that, it reflects more of who we want to be in our community, providing a great facility at reasonable costs to to enable community groups to meet and gather and do what they're so good at. One of the big challenges we now have is the refurbishment of the Wesley Hall downstairs. 
Again, here are some images. It's a wonderful space and very significantly used by the community. But the reality is the carpet is worn out and soon we're going to have health and safety issues. The lighting is not uh, very good. As you can hear from the echo of my voice, the acoustic treatment in the room needs some work on it. And at the same time, we would like to redecorate and refresh this space. But all of this, as usual, costs money. As we approach our gift week, I want to encourage us. Let's remember we are on journeys of faith and faith leads to obedience. Challenges are still great. Realistically, we need at least £50,000 for this next uh, gift week. What we'd do with that would be use 50% of it for uh, reducing our mortgage. The other 50%, well, it will go to, uh, the vast majority of it will go towards the refurbishment of the building. Uh, as we've already shown, we've got lots of things yet to do with the building. Depending how you want to do the maths, probably 75 to 100,000 pounds worth of works will need to be carried out in the building over the next two maybe three years in order to bring it completely up to scratch. Of course, that's an enormous challenge. When you add these, uh, the, the remaining mortgage and that together, we're talking vast sums of money and we don't hold that lightly. We know there's a faith challenge here before God for each and every one of us to respond to. But we also know that God is immeasurably good and he uses us in, his, in fulfilling his plans and purposes. And I want to encourage you, encourage each one of us to go away and prayerfully seek God as to what is the part we can play in this gift week this, uh, this autumn. What I can assure you is the money will be well used and it will be used in such a way which strengthens us as a church to be all that we're called to be, to serve our community, not just through the building, but to have a gospel impact on our community in every way possible. It was good to see his face, wasn't it? Emma, please do send him all of our love and tell him that we're praying for him and that we miss him and we can't wait to have him back. Absolutely. On your seat, uh, there is an envelope. I'm, just to let you know, I'm really excited by this because there's, there's moments, aren't there, where we give and, um, and it's a little bit scary. And uh, it's just kind of like, oh, Lord, are you really telling me to give that? Are you really talking to me about that? And um, it's scary, but actually it's so, so much fun. And it's, there's faith in a moment where God just suddenly comes alongside us and he loves to bless us. And he loves to just, uh, just to come alongside and give us joy. And um, so there are envelopes. I've lost my envelope that I had here. Sorry, Mark. Beautiful, thank you. There are envelopes on your chair. So this is for the gift week. Uh, and so please fill in, whether you're filling it in now and putting money in now or you're pledging an amount that you'd like to give, um, then you can fill that in. Or if you have not yet thought about or prayed about what you would like to give or what you feel called to give, please take it with you uh, and, and think about it and pray over it uh, over this coming week. Uh, you can pledge and either do a... Um, one-off gift, or you can pledge to give a regular amount as well, and uh, that talks it through on the envelope there. If you're giving cash, please also put it in the envelope. That just helps to 
marker is different from our regular offering uh, earlier. And um, if, lots of information, isn't there? If you have never filled in a gift aid form uh, and paid tax, please fill one in. I think they can be found over on the table over there uh, and include it with your gift. That means we get an extra 25% extra, which is a massive amount uh, and amazing. And that includes if you're giving cash, uh, please make sure that you fill in a gift aid form as well. All right, I think we're there. Band, can I ask you to, wherever you are, come back up. We're going to sing and celebrate God's goodness and his faithfulness, and we're going to give as well. Let me pray. Father, we love you, and we're amazed by your generosity to us, Lord God. Who are we that you would be mindful of us? Who are we that you would show grace and mercy and forgiveness to us, Lord God. We weren't deserving of it at all. Lord, you have blessed us massively, and we just want to say thank you, Lord God. And Lord, we want to give back to you in praise, and we want to give back to you in thanks, Lord God. And Lord, everything that we're about as a church, Lord, about extending your kingdom, Lord God, we uh, want to see it fulfilled. And so, Lord, we pray, would you provide everything that we need, Lord God? We pray, Lord God, that you would do a miracle, and Lord God, reduce this mortgage to nothing. Lord, we pray that we would be able to spend the money to to share with the town and to bless the town, Lord God. We pray as we look to use this building to serve the town, Lord God, to serve community community groups. Lord, we pray that you'd uh, give us the funds that we can redecorate and and make them usable and friendly and uh, enjoyable for our visitors. Lord God, we pray, Lord, bless us as a church, Lord God. Give us generous hearts, Lord. Help us to give within our means, Lord God, and to give what you've given us away well, Lord God. Help us to be wise. But, Lord God, I pray as well, give us faith to follow you and to, to follow you with obedience. Pray that all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Stewards, as the band plays, you may uh, use the baskets to go between the rows. But let's stand to our feet and let's thank God for his goodness to us.